Please stand if you're able and join me in the call to worship as we begin our worship of God this day. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Your name, O God, like your praise, reaches to the ends of the earth. Let us join together in our prayer of confession, find printed in your bulletin. Let us pray together. Gracious God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, forgive us for worshiping you without thinking, for falling into rituals without meeting, and speaking empty words when our hearts are not engaged. Forgive us for worshiping other gods of prestige, power, and security. Have mercy on us when we praise you without passion and forget our spiritual worship is also doing justice and showing compassion in this world. 
Hear the great good news. Jesus died on the cross in our place that we might be raised with him to heaven. Good morning. Um, today's a unique day in worship, uh, though there are going to be a number. I'm just going to warn you ahead of time. We have a lot of sort of technical cues today, and um, so everything is iffy because our normal technical cue people are on work trip. All of our talented high school folks and stuff, but we have wonderful volunteers back here that have sort of come in at the last moment and have agreed to do this. One of the great things about Yorkfield are our volunteers. And uh, um, some of them are with the youth uh, in South Dakota this morning as they begin their work trip. A whole bunch of them were, uh, and I should say you, were at the run last week. We'll hear more about that in a little bit. Um, A whole lot more will be starting tomorrow. Well, they've been gearing up for several days, several weeks, actually, in Vacation Bible School, which starts at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, runs Monday through Thursday with this big ice cream social and celebration on uh, uh, Thursday evening. Uh, So all of that's going on, but you have a chance uh, to volunteer also. Even though uh, our kids are off in South Dakota working away on the Indian Reservation there, you don't have to go that far. We have a project for you in Lyons. Uh, If you like to paint, especially if you like to scrape houses. How many of you just get up every morning and say, I love to scrape? There you go. John Kane is one of those guys. And John, I think, will be there, too. Next Saturday, there's some scraping. Uh, the Saturday uh, after that, I believe, is um, two Saturdays after that, will be priming and painting. So um, there are sign-ups for this uh, at the Welcome Center. You can just sign your name. I think I'm going to be there doing some scraping with John next week myself. It's going to be a good time, a chance to do some uh, work here in the world for uh, God's folks and not have to travel real far. So all of that's coming up. Um, as I said, a uh, wonderful race last week. Thank all of you who are volunteers. Um, I don't want to steal the sort of news, but one of our Run, Hunger Run team members, Brian Cross, is going to share with you kind of um, how all of that went and where we, we stand at the moment. Come on up here, Brian. Here we go. Hello. Um, for those of you who don't know, I was um, part of the committee that had the pleasure of working on the, organizing the Run for Hunger. Brian McGreal wanted to be here to thank so many of you, um, but he couldn't be here this morning, so he asked me to Bri- thank you. Brian was in charge of food and parking. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how those two go together, but that was... <laughs> um, but when, when, we, when the committee got together earlier this year, we were trying to set some goals um, for, for money raised and number of uh, runners and... Uh, there was a big cloud hanging over us of, of the economy, and 
naysayers in the group, myself being one of them, said, there's no way we'll raise as much money as we did last year. But, uh, but the, the run for hunger is kind of like the, uh, the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. And uh, it, it really it was amazing. We, um, the, the people who were really in charge of uh, raising money through sponsors um, worked a little harder, got a little more creative, and uh, the sponsors did come. And last Sunday, uh, the runners came. And uh, a big part of that is um, thanks to all the, the volunteers. Um, a lot of you showed up and helped make the race a wonderful race. And uh, it was a great success. We had over 300 runners, which was up a little bit from last year. And uh, much to my dismay, <laughs> we uh, even raised more money than we did last year. We raised, uh, Mike just told me this morning, we raised over uh, $16,000. Wow. Um, and that's net. Yeah, net. So. Mm -hmm. After expenses. Yeah. yeah, so that's that. all that's going to uh, help feed the hungry. It feeds a lot of hungry people, and there certainly is a lot of need right now for that. So thank you, um, especially to all the volunteers who came out and made it such a great race. That helps to uh, bring the runners back next year, which brings our sponsors back, and hopefully we'll be able to go upward and onward next year. So thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much. And thank all of you who volunteered as well. Children of the congregation, would you join me for our morning lesson together? Come on up here, Sam. All right, anybody else? Whoops. Oh, that's it. I'm down. <laughs> hey, guys. Here's some runners right here. Okay. You were all runners last week, weren't you? Yeah. Today in worship, we're talking about dreams, especially dreams that we have that sometimes get disappointed. You ever have dreams of things that you wanted to have happen and they never worked out so far in your life? I have a grandson. Well, I have three grandsons, but I have this. The youngest one is just one year old now, and and he thinks that he should have just anything he can point to. You have anybody like that in your house? Little person. It's often little people. Uh, he wants everything. You know, every food, every piece of anything that he can eat, and if he's denied that, you would think it was the end of the world. I'll do a Nathan impersonation. He'll go, oh, and he'll just try and fall out of the back of your, of your hands, and you're worried he's going to fall on the floor, or if he's already on the floor, he lays on the ground and he thrashes around. You're not giving me what I want. And you guys would never do that, would you? No. But as we get older, and you kind of go like, well, yeah, I probably, as you get older, you realize, I probably shouldn't eat everything I want, because if I did that, I'd just be eating candy all day, right? And uh, that wouldn't be good for me. So we realize, okay. Now, I had some dreams as I got a little older myself. I remember of, of things that I wanted to be. Uh, when I was really younger, I wanted to be a, one of the things I wanted to be was a, was a jet pilot. But, um, and I was really excited about that. And uh, I thought that would be a really great thing. And then I found out that because of my vision, I can't be a jet pilot. I don't have eyes that correct to 2020 and both. 
I can see good enough when anybody's doing anything in worship, but I can't see well enough to drive a, a fly a jet. So that was a dream that got disappointed. I had another dream that I wanted to be a basketball player, play in the NBA. You see how that worked out, don't you? Do you remember me? I was pretty famous. No, I was never in the NBA. I never even played in college. I couldn't even play in high school. I had a best friend, but it dawned on me, even though I played a lot of basketball and learned to dribble and pass and shoot and do all that, I just wasn't going to be a basketball player. Those were disappointing. Do you guys have any dreams like that, that you've been disappointed so far? Not yet. You still have all those dreams, don't you? Sometimes we get disappointed, but you know what? In all of that, that was pretty disappointing at the time because I, I kind of really wanted to be a jet fighter pilot. I really wanted to be a professional basketball player, and so that was disappointing. Except if I'd have done those things, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be a pastor. I would be missing out on all the fun of doing that of what God really has wanted me to do all along. And actually, it took me a long time to figure that out. I tried lots of different things that I thought were my dream, and it wasn't until I was like 30 years old, like ancient, that I actually finally listened to God saying, Mike, I think you should be a pastor. And I said, really? You really think I should do that? I had never really given that any thought. All along, God had been wanting me to do that. And I have never listened closely enough to God to really hear that. Now, who knows? Who knows what God wants you to be? But one of the things that I learned and that we're going to hear about today is that the really important thing is to find out not so much what our dreams are, but what God's dreams are for us. And even saying that sounds kind of goofy because God doesn't dream, right? Because God doesn't sleep. So God can't have you. You can't dream if you don't sleep, right? Plus, I don't even think God has daydreams, because that would mean God sort of like spaces out and doesn't pay attention, right? I don't think that's true. So God doesn't really dream. God has a plan for each of us. He has a plan for all of us. We have dreams, and God has plans. And he has one for each one of you. And the most important thing for us is to listen. Listen to God. To be asking God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to know? What's this plan that you've got for me? It'll be different for you than it was for me, I'm sure. Each one of us is different, and God has a different plan for all of us. But God has a plan for you, and that's the important thing, to find out what that is. That's much more important than trying to track our own dreams. Okay? All right. Let's pray together. Loving God, sometimes it takes us a long time to find out what you want us to be and, and do in life. And yet we know that all along that you have plans for us. We pray that our dreams might be your plans. We pray that our dreams might not get in the way of your plans. And we especially pray that you help us know what your plan is for us. In Christ's name, we ask that. And all God's people say, Amen. Thank you.
Let us pray. Dear Lord, we come before you scattered and thinking through our many tasks and things that we need to do. Silence our hearts and minds as we gather in this place. Give us clear minds and speak to each one of us through your holy word. Amen. The first scripture reading for today comes from the uh, book of Ecclesiastes. You can follow along on page 614 of your Old Testament in the Pew Bibles. I, the teacher, when king over Israel and Jerusalem, applied my mind to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy business that God has given to human beings to be busy with. I saw all the deeds that are done under the sun, and see, all is vanity and a chasing after wind. I said to myself, come now, I will make a test of pleasure, enjoy yourself. But again, this also was vanity. I said of laughter, it is mad, and of pleasure, what use is it? I searched with my mind how to cheer my body with wine, my mind still guiding me with wisdom and how to lay hold on folly, until I might see what was good for mortals to do under heaven during the few days of their life. I made great works. I built houses and planted vineyards for myself. I made myself gardens and parks and planted in them all kinds of fruit trees. I made myself pools from which to water the forest of growing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had slaves who were born in my house. I also had great possessions of herds and flocks, more than any who had been before me in Jerusalem. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the treasure of kings and of the provinces. I got singers, both men and women, and delights of the flesh and many concubines. So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained with me. Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I kept my heart from no pleasure, for my heart found pleasure in all my toil, and this was my reward for all my toil. Then I considered all that my hands had done, and the toil I had spent in doing it, and again, all was vanity and a chasing after wind, and there was nothing to be gained under the sun. being demanded of you, and the things that you prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, 
but are not rich toward God. He said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat, or about your body, what you'll wear, for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap, they have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? This is the word of God. A little video for you. Okay, Larry, it's time for the theme song. Uh, yeah, Bob, what do I do? Hmm, let's see. I know, you play the guitar. Bob, I don't have any hands. Oh, you're right. Well, okay, well, you play this. I don't want to play that. Oh, look silly. Oh, come on. It'll be fun. Nope, not going to do it. It's for the kids. Oh, okay. But they better not laugh. All right, better get on out there. If you like to talk to tomatoes, if a squash can make you smile, if you like to waltz with potatoes, up and down the produce aisle. Have we got a show for you? Opening song to all the Veggie Tales movies. How many of you guys know who Veggie Tales are? You'd have to have, oh, most of you. If you've had a child or a grandchild in the last 20 years, you probably know something about Veggie Tales. Um, when we read about bigger barns sometimes um, and that whole issue, we forget that sometimes those can be Christian barns. I had the profound experience recently of being able to hear um, Phil Vischer speak. He's the creator of VeggieTales, and he's also the, the voice of Bob the Tomato, of the famous team of Bob and Larry the Cucumber. Um, they started out here in, in Chicago in, in about 1990 with this staring at a tomato and a cucumber one day and asking how maybe those could help him tell a story about God's love to children. He started with a tomato and a cucumber, if you know the story, because that was all he could draw. He didn't know how to draw hands and legs, so he just didn't put them in. 
you'll notice there aren't too many early on in, in VeggieTale land. Um, so by 1993, he started with about a handful of people in Chicago, and they started doing some animating and uh, trying to provide some quality Christian video for children. And all of a sudden, it really, really caught on. By 2000, the year 2000, um, Vischer had the largest animation studio between Los Angeles and New York in the, in, in the United States. Um, they had sold 30 million videos, more videos from direct production to sales than any other group in history, not just Christian video, but any video in history. Um, he was getting calls from Time and Newsweek. By 2003, he had 200 employees working for him uh, at Big Ideas Studios, artists, animation people uh, from all over the place. They were selling millions and millions of videos. They put out their first feature film. Unfortunately, though, about that time, it all started to come apart. Even as he worked harder and harder and longer and longer hours, it all began to sort of disintegrate around him. Um, he got sick. Vischer tells the story of, uh, of thinking he's having a heart attack. And at 2 in the morning, he gets up out of his bed and drives himself to the hospital without telling his wife. By the way, something he recommends you do not do. It's not good for marital harmony. Tell your wife if you think you're having a heart attack and you are, need to go to the hospital. Well, it turns out he didn't. He had peritonitis, uh, so this related probably to a depressed immune system related to stress and all of that, but he was sick for uh, dealing with that for about a year. Um, on top of all of that, he was an artist suddenly in charge of a company with 200 people, and he didn't know anything about running a business. They made some bad strategic decisions. They got overextended. They were sued by a distributor, and he lost everything. All of his money, he lost the whole company. He even lost the rights to his own creations, to Larry and to Bob the Tomato. They weren't even his anymore. Vischer was forced to walk away from the company in 2003 when, when Big Idea went bankrupt. And he began to work for the company that bought Big Idea. And that was very humbling because in an effort to reach larger audiences and to get VeggieTales on Saturday morning cartoon time, the new company and NBC started watering down the Christian message that was in VeggieTales and all the God language was being edited out, edited out of the videos. So the question that Vischer asked, as we might all ask, and you'll hear him talk in a little bit, but you can read about it in his book, Me, Myself, and Bob, uh, is why? Why would God want me to give up my dream? Especially one that seemed to be doing so much good in the world, for God, especially. Why would God want me to give that up? The answer that he gradually came to, it didn't come right away, was because my dream, Big Idea Productions, had itself become an idol. They'd grown incredibly big, incredibly fast. Vischer was being touted as one of the ten most influential Christians to watch in the world. People were telling him he was the Christian Disney. And the trouble with that was he always wanted to be Walt Disney. 
he'd gotten a big tomato head. And it all went to his head. And so Fisher says, we have to be really careful. He says, beware of your dreams. Lots of people have dreams. Remember Tanya Harding, who wanted to be a world Olympic skating champion so badly that she had her rival attack? Remember Adolf Hitler? He had some dreams. Dreams can become dangerous friends. Dreams can become idols. Vischer's dream was to make veggie tales as big as Disney, to compete for the hearts and souls of little children with the likes of Pixar, who have all the talent and all the resources in the animation world that money can buy. Vischer says that in pursuing that dream, he was losing his own soul. And he finally realized that God was willing to let all of that go away just to save his soul, Phil Vischer's soul. We're going to let him talk a little bit in an interview here. Story. Um, God finally got me to a point, you know, because first after the bankruptcy, my first thought was, I'll show them. I'm going to come up with another big idea, and I'll get it all back, and then they'll be sorry. And, but it, nothing would come. And I kept reading the Bible, and I kept praying, and I found before long, I didn't care as much anymore. You know, and it felt like a part of me, like something inside me was dying. And it scared me, because I wasn't sure what it was that was dying, and then I realized what it was. It was my ambition. It was my dreams, my hopes, my will. You know, when Paul said, I have died, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I don't think we really read that verse clearly enough. Say, I no longer live. Well, what does that mean of my dreams? They're, they're dead. They're on they the altar. They are laid down. They're on the altar, and they're dead. And then Christ fills you with his dreams. You know, the, the mind of God is what we're pursuing, not our own minds, not our own hearts. It's what's on the heart and mind of God. And so I got to a point where I said, okay, God, I'm ready to be done. So Bob Tomato, Bob the voice of Tomato there, he, he learns that though the world says, follow your heart. Remember, we hear that all the time. It's in all the literature, it's in the movies. The world says, follow your heart. Bob the Tomato says, don't follow your heart, follow God's heart. And there's a big difference. To do that, it means that we often have to take some time to know what God's heart is. We need to be patient in our drivenness, which is really hard, to wait upon God for discernment. Preachers, myself included, have often used this aphorism that uh, God can't steer a parked car probably heard me say that. It's a great saying. We do that, I think, to encourage people to move beyond sort of their stuck places in life. But, but Vischer points out that that isn't really biblical, and not just because there are obviously no cars in the, in the Bible, but those who don't know where God is calling them, they, they need to wait. They need to wait on God for direction. They need to spend time in prayer, trusting that God's will for them will be made clear. When we're disappointed with our lost dreams, we need to stop and ask, 
What's more important? My dream or the God who gave me the dream? Along with that comes the critical recognition that the most important thing we do is not the work that we do for God. Vischer says that the most important thing is God. And those of us who, who in church even, you may have noticed, can get, I think, sometimes so involved, so engaged, that we forget who we're doing this work for and who it's all about. And the work becomes the thing instead of God. But it's not about making an impact for God. The impact comes when we make it about God. So we'll let, let Vischer share just a little bit more about what he's learned in that journey. Let me, could I just read a sure. few lines? This is from his book. What I put in my movies is more or less irrelevant if it isn't coming out in my life. I realized I had become so busy trying to save the world with my visionary ministry that I was often too stressed and preoccupied to make eye contact with the girl bagging my groceries at the supermarket. Anybody else want to confess guilt there? And where does Christianity actually happen? Where does the rubber meet the road as it were? Up on the big screen in a movie theater? On TV? No across the checkout line at the grocery store, between me and a girl who makes a fraction of what I make and assumes I don't give a rip about her life, that's where it matters. And that's where I realized I was blowing it every day. Yep. That is so vulnerable and so <laughs> real for many of we, us. I meet all these kids. Um, in the U.S., there are now three Christian film schools that are turning out Christian filmmakers. You know, and so I'll bump into these kids and they're, and they're coming out of art school, they're coming out of film school, and they're completely fired up about writing that you know, one hit Christian movie or making that one hit Christian song or starting that one hit Christian ministry that can change everything, you know, that can save the world. And, and, and what I've really become convicted of is that if all these kids, if all of us, rather than focusing on trying to write that one hit Christian thing that will change everything, would focus on walking with God on a daily basis, that the world would change. And the reason is because the world doesn't learn about God by watching Christian television. The world learns about God by watching Christians. Mm. And that's where we're failing every day. We're not all Christian animators creators of Big Idea Productions. We all have our work that God has given us in the world, though. And maybe some of those words strike close to home. As things were swirling out of control at, at Big Idea and, and they were going bankrupt, Vischer was reminded by a little incident one day of why he started VeggieTales in the first place. The parents of a young boy named Thomas wrote to tell him that their son was dying of cancer and that his, his only request in life was that if possible, if maybe just sort of could, could he be a voice on an episode of VeggieTales? And they were so struck by that request that they said, sure, we'll, we'll make that happen. And they got all prepared for him to come in and... and um, and record for an episode 
and then he had a setback and he was too sick on the day of the recording so he couldn't record. They rescheduled, but before he could get back, he died. But the parents of, of Thomas, this little boy, um, told Vischer in the last hour of his life, he asked to watch the very first veggie tale story that it ever they'd ever made. The one called, Where's God When I'm Scared? Reminding this little boy that he didn't need to be afraid. And then Phil Vischer remembered the little idea behind Big Idea production to help kids do just that. To not be afraid to deal with the temptations and the fears and the challenges of this great big world that we live in. To point them to an answer that Pixar couldn't give them, that Disney couldn't give them, but only God could give them. When he lost it all, Vischer learned what C.S. Lewis understood when he said, he who has God plus many things, has nothing more than he who has God alone. Amen.
gratitude to the God who loves us more than we even can know or imagine. Let us receive our morning offering. There's so much to be thankful for and so much to hold in our hearts. We pray for our senior highs and their advisors as they left uh, Saturday morning bright and early for a week of mission work trip. They are at the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota. Please remember them throughout this week in your prayers. We are grateful that Dot Wilson's cataract surgery went very well on Monday and we rejoice and praise God with her. Kelly Cost reports that his twin brother, Kim, recently diagnosed with hairy cell leukemia, which is a slow-growing form of chronic leukemia, that his chemotherapy has gone very well and his most recent blood tests are good. If the upcoming bone marrow tests confirm the expectations, Kim will most likely be in remission. 
Our Christian Raley was approved by the Committee on the Preparation for Ministry to become an inquirer, and she will leave within the next week or so for her studies at Harvard Seminary, Harvard Divinity School. This is Kristen's last Sunday with us in worship, so please be sure and greet her following worship and pray for her throughout this year. Max Suits broke his ankle this past week while playing basketball with a bunch of small kids at his job with the Elmhurst Park District. The doctors, and especially Max, are hoping that his foot will not require surgery, but they'll need to wait to see how his healing goes with his cast on during this first week. Believe it or not, Max was back at work on the job with small kids at the Park District the very next day, although reports tell us he's not getting to the basketball hoop quite as fast. Mike received word late last night that Bernice Martins broke her hip on Friday night. She is in Elmhurst Hospital where she is expected to be for the next four to five days. What other prayer requests do you bring to God this morning? Ann Lamprecht had back surgery, an outpatient back surgery, this past week. She is home and doing well, um, but still recovering and, and it asks for our prayers. I understand she is home here. She had been some weeks with her daughter in Indiana, but she is home here now. Other prayer requests today? Yes. I'm sorry, the name? Prayers for Joni, who's having surgery this week. Other prayer requests? Yes. Prayers for Lynn and Charlie Kern. They're on a trip and running the World Masters Championship. Is it a marathon? 1,500-meter run. And prayers for their three children who are here without mom and dad this week. Other prayers. You know, we call this time of worship the prayers of the people. And one of us, a lay person or one of your pastors, stand here and try to offer words that we think might be your prayers. But I'm going to give you an opportunity today at three different points in this prayer for you to offer your words so that this really can be your prayer. So you'll hear a point when I say, and now we pray their names. I encourage you to be bold enough to offer those names out loud so that you hear them, God hears them, your neighbor hears them. And there will be a time then near the end where we'll offer some silent prayers. So join me now as we together, the people of God, pray our prayers. In the quiet of this moment, holy God, we turn our hearts to you. We still our breathing and attempt those long, deep sighs that somehow bring us closer to you. 
and we close our eyes to still the moving picture of every second of life. How we long for our vision to be filled only with your glory and wonder. There is so much to thank you for, for the companions in our life, those dear friends who stand by us, the ones who are eager to shout with joy, and the ones who carry us over turbulent waters. We thank you for the friends and cloud of witnesses you have placed in our lives. Hear their names now. Sue and Marilyn, most gracious God, our hearts are filled with hope, a hope and trust grounded in a faith that with you all things are possible. Where our earthly hopes meet your heavenly desires, add your blessing we pray. We hope and pray for wholeness in family relationships. We pray your spirit make a way for honesty to be the foundation in our relationships. Place on our tongues words of clarity and open our ears to hear the meaning between the words. Where there have been breaches of trust, give us hearts of forgiveness. Jesus, you call the children to come to you, and running they come. Fill us with excitement and energy, good humor, and a deep sense of your love as we greet each child for Vacation Bible School this week. Fill each day with awe and wonder as your way is explored through story, art, drama, and singing. We pray especially for the Senior High Youth Fellowship Group and their advisors, and all that they will meet this week on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. Give them moments of grace, open their eyes to a new understanding, and allow them to eagerly share your love with those they meet. Here are prayers for all those transitioning into new adventures. O oh, Holy Spirit, surround Kristen with your wisdom as she begins her studies at seminary. A wisdom that longs to know you more fully. A wisdom that provides peace in probing concepts that go beyond what may be comfortable. A wisdom that is so much more than book learning. Wherever this journey leads her, we know that you are there, amazing God. Compassionate God, we pray for those hurting and suffering. For all who are heartbroken, we ask your love to surround them. 
For all who are angry, we ask for a healthy release and a new way forward. For all who are frustrated and disappointed, we ask for perseverance that they may not give up. Bless them with strength for this day and tomorrow. For all those asking why, why God, we pray your peace may come. Hear their names as we offer them now. Merciful God, we ask for wholeness and healing for those suffering enduring pain, for those recovering from surgery and those living with chronic conditions. We pray for Bernice and Max, for Anne and Solvig, for Lucy and Dot, for Kim and John and Carol. May your comfort be with Joni this week as she enters surgery and surround all those who are caring for her. We remember Lynn and Charlie and pray that you would be with them so that they might be fulfilled in the running of their race and be with their children who are here at home, that they too may wait eagerly for mom and dad to return. Make us neither filled too much with pride nor so little assurance that we forget to pray for ourselves. God who loves us, God who is our father and our mother, hear these our silent prayers that we offer for ourselves. And now in one voice, we pray together saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As you go out these doors from this sanctuary into God's ministry in the world, may your dreams and God's plans come together. May you know in the depths of your heart what God wants you to do and to be. And if you don't, that you spend time with him, for he longs to tell you. The love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit are with you now and forever. Amen.